3: everybody. Welcome in to The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston. I am Dr. Marianne Pinkston. And as usual, I have the pick of the litter of fantastic guests, and today is no exception. So I have a good friend out in Florida, Dr. Anthony Capasso, who I have seen lecture many, many times and just recently have gotten to know through the American Academy of Anti-Aging and Medicine, A4M, which is a, a place where I have gotten a great education about integrative medicine and all the things I believe that are right and wonderful about medicine, Uh, Dr. Capasso is uh, equally, if not more, passionate about medicine and the effects of the industry and the environment and, and everything on us, and so he has a great specialty in working with a little organ call, organelle called the mitochondria. So he's going to help us learn a little bit today about how to manage our energy and our ability to lose weight. I know, Dr. Cabasso, you have a, a, you are a chief medical officer, I believe, of a weight loss center. Well, not weight loss center, but a, a clinic that uh, focuses on uh, health and weight out in Florida. Thin Centers MD. Welcome. And I'm so glad and honored to have you as always.
1: Aaron, thank you so much uh, for having me and good morning.
3: Good morning. You're all bright and happy out there. Did you get your coffee this morning? I know you're an hour I think ahead of us, so I'm I'm trying to catch up.
1: <laughs> yes, I did have my uh, double espresso this morning. Thank you. <laughs>
3: <Good for> you. <laughs> well awesome. So I know for my crowd probably really don't know and understand what a mitochondria is. It could be, you know, a, a baseball team for all you know, for what a lot of people know, but I think it's something very important that we need to understand for our energy and weight, et cetera. Give
1: us an explanation. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, You know, most of us probably remember learning about it in high school biology, you know, the mitochondria being the powerhouses of the cell, but they're really much more important than that. You know, I kind of think of them as the brains of the cell because they're constantly sensing what's happening inside of every one of our cells. Mm-hmm. And what we know about mitochondria is, is that if they're healthy, we stay healthy. If they're not healthy, then, you know, every, essentially every disease, including cancers are associated with some form of mitochondrial dysfunction, but they're involved in calcium regulation. They're involved with hormone production and they're, they are involved with producing energy. And, you know, the places that we burn our carbohydrates and our fats and our proteins down is the mitochondria and the mitochondria take those, Macronutrients and they produce ATP, and that's our energy. So, we have, you know, uh, our brain can think, we can move, our muscles can move. Um, uh, So, you know, that's kind of the main thing. And what we know is with mitochondria is when our mitochondria are um, not functioning well, then the system kind of slows down a little bit. Um, And all age related diseases essentially have some form of mitochondrial dysfunction.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know if, you know, what you say it kind of slows down, I think we all feel that in our energy when things, you know, slow down. And, you know, most people think of the brain, you say the the brain of the cell, most people think of the brain of the cell as the nucleus, you know, with all the DNA and that's the powerhouse. But really, this guy is the most important, requires a special, you know, set of nutrients and, and care in order to keep going and prevent all of these diseases.
1: Sure. And what a lot of people don't realize is mitochondria have their own set of DNA Mm -hmm. and um, and how the DNA functions and works definitely determines, again, how how your cells will function and work. Um, And it's interesting because, you know, you know, one of the questions that I always get asked is how is DNA related to weight loss Mm -hmm. Um, and the the. I'm sorry. The mitochondria. How's the mitochondria related to weight loss? Mm -hmm. And when the mitochondria, you know, they're they're set up to produce energy. But if the cell's stressed, what happens is instead of producing energy, they focus all their um, efforts on you know repairing the cell and making sure that the environment is is safe. Mm -hmm. So any chronic inflammatory process like leaky gut or uh, infections, what happens is is that your Mitochondrial shift from making energy and burning the fat and and all that stuff off that we need to focusing on our immune system and protecting us.
3: Right. And so you see that now with all of the assaults we receive. I mean, I think stress is one of the number one uh, effects on our ability to, you know, uh, function well, sleep well, lose weight, things like that. Um, you know, the, the certain foods we eat, all the in- inflammation that we create. Our bodies are focused on fixing all of those matters, and you see it more and more now. I know in San Antonio, I sat at the airport one afternoon, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this city is is definitely earned its its name of being, I think, the third fattest city in um, in the nation. And it is amazing to me how I think our energy goes into that. If we are focused on, you know, just trying to get up and go and feel better and accomplish our day, you know, our even all the way down to the cellular level, our bodies are focused on that and not focused on what it should be doing, you know, using our nutrients for what to make proteins and things and hormones and things that it's supposed to make. We're just focused on just surviving, I think. And so is that one of the most, you know, what do you think, I I guess, is is at the bottom of all of that for, you know, people who are trying to get their energy back and lose weight and and, uh, accomplish what they need to accomplish for their health?
1: Yeah. So you have to take a very comprehensive approach. And there are, as you mentioned, a lot of things that affect how our mitochondria work, right? Everything from your environments, um, you know, the what I call the sad standard American diet um, can definitely injure your mitochondria. Probably the most common over time because, um, you know, refined sugars, um, high carbohydrate diets. When your mitochondria are breaking them down, they produce what we call reactive oxygen species. And these are basically um oxid you know oxidize things that injure the cell you know free radicals is another term that Mm -hmm. that people may have heard of um so the diet plays a big role um Medications, You know, if you're on a cholesterol lowering medicine, you're on blood pressure medicines, if you're on antidepressants, they all injure the mitochondria. Mm-hmm. So we've got medications to worry about. We have diet to worry about any chronic illness um, like diabetes, hypertension can do it. And then a lot of the environmental toxins, everything from pesticides to yes. um, the plastics in our diet, the gasoline additives that we all get exposed to, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they also play major major. And then, as you mentioned before, stress, right? right. Poor sleep. Um, there was an article that came out, which was really interesting um, in, in uh, last year, that looked at um, the mitochondrial DNA, as I, as I mentioned. And what it showed was, is that uh, mitochondrial DNA is um, what we think is basically inherited by, on the mother side, but, you know, there's a question about that right now. But what they found is in during stressful situations is that mitochondrial DNA leaks out into the cell. And our cells look at that mitochondrial DNA as being foreign material, like wow. a virus attacking. And so you get this really strong inflammatory response. Wow. And um, so the study looked at people that were actually giving a, a lecture. Um, and then while they were giving the lecture, they um, you know, said some really inflammatory things about them in front of a big crowd. And then they measure these markers and it showed that, wow, these things get kicked out and it causes a lot of wow. inflammation and injury. And so I know in medical school, I remember, you know, they, they kind of hounded, well, stress doesn't cause diseases, but it makes it right. worse. And I would disagree.
3: Yes, absolutely, <laughs> <I remember laughs> Stress
1: 100% does this. Yeah. And, um, and it's amazing. You know, one of the probably most common things that I see is poor sleep and how poor sleep really affects our, our hormones and our systems. Right. And there's, you know, there's 18 different hormones that get, you know, changed when we don't sleep, which can affect mitochondrial function, everything from cortisol to the hunger hormones like ghrelin and leptin and adiponectin. Right. And so, um, you know, really working on some things to calm that, um, you, know, or, you know, balance that system is the most important. Um, and the other kind of bad thing is that, you know, after after the age of like 35, every year we lose about eight to 10 percent of our mitochondria. Um, However, you can reverse it. And that's the most important thing. And probably the strongest thing that reverses mitochondrial dysfunction is exercise. So if if, when patients come, they say, well, doc, what can I do to really help improve? Mm -hmm. And the first thing I'd say, well, let's make sure that you're sleeping right. Right. Second thing I would say, let's make sure that you're you know, you're eating um, the right diet because we know high carb diets actually injure the mitochondria we know low carb diets and fasting and intermittent you know feeding is much better because the the mitochondria need time to clear themselves out so um, you know i'm a big fan of not eating late in the evenings because every single study you look at that shows late late time eating it affects our kind of biorhythms and it has to do with how the cells clean themselves out so that's the autophagy or if we're talking about you know getting rid of bad mitochondria that's called mitophagy So those things are, are really, really important. So understanding like I can't eat all the time and and expect my mitochondria to be, to be functioning because they're going to get sluggish and slow and they're going to get injured. And what we know about, Injured mitochondria is they'll recruit healthy cells or healthy mitochondria and make them injured.
3: (laughs) So So it'll kill everything off around it, too.
1: Well, exactly. And, you know, that's what we call those senescent cells. And the senescent cells kind of recoup the other healthy cells and kind of make them injured. So how do we get rid of that? And that's kind of our feeding cycles. Right. So um, you should feed during certain times and, and not. So diet plays a big role with with that, mm-hmm. um, and then I would also you know look at eliminating certain things that may be contributing to the injury. Um, if it's a particular medication um, that you could you know get off of potentially, um, you know those those would be the the three or four things that I tell my patients on a regular basis right. to to you know to help. And then also you know there's a bunch of nutrients that can kind of trigger. The production of new mitochondria We call that mitochondrial biogenesis right. um, And that's kind of where um, Gosh, 25 years Ago I kind of fell into um, Why I do functional medicine You know, more nutritional based medicine Is, mm-hmm. you know, personally During residency, I was Basically burning the candle at both oh, ends man. And, uh, you know got Ended up with gut issues Ended up with chronic fatigue And I was just working way too much um, And At that time, I didn't drink any espresso or coffee at all during medical school or residency, if you can believe that. Um, And I was just looking for natural things that I could take that would kind of reboot my body. So, you know, I just kind of did a deep dive into the literature and I like, okay, what can make my cells work better? And I started reading about mitochondria and that's how I got kind of focused on this. And, you know, I started reading and there was like 11 nutrients that kind of just popped up in a lot of the studies. So I started taking these 11 nutrients. And what I found was that I was much more energized. And, um, and the interesting thing is, is, you know, you know, during residency, because of the lack of sleep, because of the hours that we worked, um, you know, I gained a little bit of weight, and I would say maybe 10 to 15 pounds more than I wanted to be. Um, After taking these nutrients, what I found was, you know, my weight just kind of my metabolism came back to where I was like 18 again and I was back down and I was like, I wasn't even trying. I wasn't, I didn't change my diet. Um, um, I eat pretty clean anyways, but, but I think it was just the stress, the lack of sleep that just, you know, tore my body up. And I realized, wow, I can take these nutrients and this can kind of, you know, make my body feel like it was, you know, 10, 15 years earlier. And, and it's no, you know, I wasn't taking a med. I'm like, well, this is the way medicine should be. <laughs>
3: right? It is right. right? Like take give, give your body what it, it need.
1: needs, yeah. understand yeah. what your body, give it what it needs. And yeah. lo and behold, um, it works. And so, so I, I started to, um, uh, formulate a product and I, I formulated a product called mitoblast and I've been taking that for gosh, over 15 years now. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's been great. I've, I, And it's one of the products that um, I suggest all my patients that come into the office, especially that have any fatigue issues or age related diseases to get on because all of us are constantly getting injury to our mitochondria just by daily living. Um, And so you have to do something and that's kind of, how I got into, you know, more of an integrative path and in medicine. So,
3: you know, there's, with the 11 ingredients and, and you know, maybe uh, naming a few of them would be great, but, you know, it's hard to find all of those ingredients in one thing. And, and the focus of my show is never to, you know, push products on people, but the problem is where do you find good products? You have to find it through people like us who, you know, have done all the research or formulated things or whatnot. And so is this something available to people that they can, you know, uh, through either find through my site or, or, you know, through you? Is this something that they can find?
1: Yes, absolutely, yeah. So the product is called MitoBlast 2, mm-hmm. um, and you can go to the, the website's mitoblast.com. Okay. Um, and, you know, the, the nutrients in there are combinations of nutrients in the, the clinical doses in the clinical studies, wow. and that's one of the things. Like when I was looking at, like, how much do I need to take, I'm like, well, if this study said take you know, 600 milligrams. And I wanted to make sure there was 600 milligrams that I was taking. Exactly. Um, and a lot of the supplements on the market don't do that. They'll no. kind of sprinkle a little bit in and right. then, you know, look a lot at of fillers kinds.
3: too, right. And it's 600 yeah. of filler, not the product. So
1: exactly, right. exactly. So, um, you know, that's important to me. This is something that I take every day. So I want to make sure that I've got the best of the best sure. in my product. Right. Um, you know, so I can see the effect that, that I want to see. Right. Um, and, um, But yeah, absolutely. the the quality of the products are the most important thing.
3: Absolutely, and so also dietary wise, and and we're coming up on kind of our two minute break, so it might be you know might behoove us to go to the other side with it. But you know, people do a lot of intermittent fasting and talk a lot about it, but I don't think people really understand it or how to do it correctly. I correct me if I'm wrong. I generally tell my patients just try to stop eating around seven o'clock at night and go till the next morning. And, you know, when you get up, whenever it is, if you want to exercise before you eat or, or whatever, you know, depending on your diabetes and your blood sugars and medications and things like that and your abilities. But, you know, go ahead and exercise during the first part of the morning, have your breakfast. And that's essentially a form of intermittent fasting that's easier than, you know, going these long hours or what do you usually recommend?
1: Um, Yeah, that's that's a great recommendation. And I do recommend that. So I'm I usually cut off, tell my patients to cut dinner, you know, their last meal after like six thirty or seven o'clock and, you know, twelve to sixteen hours, um, you know, not a problem. And then exercise is interesting. So, you know, exercising low is kind of what they call it, where you're you know, you haven't eaten anything. There's more of a chance that you're going to burn those carbohydrate stores in our muscles called glycogen. And once those stores drop, then our body's kind of forced to look for fat to burn. That's right. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, it's important. Um, so yeah, I I think that's great. I think that's perfect. And the other thing is really looking at the macronutrients, like, you know, how much carbs are in your diet? Like, you know, are you doing a lot of starches and sugars in your diet? Because again, that can slow and injure that mitochondria and and reduce your ability to to lose weight effectively
3: right Uh, well that is uh that a lot of people you know ask a lot about carbohydrates and how to do it maybe that's something like to say on the flip side we can talk about we're going to take a short break i want everybody to know though i'll have all this information for you on my website and i'll have information about dr capasso and and how you can find him as well at uh, drpbetterlife.com we're going to take a short break and see you on the other side
2: Fatty liver is linked to two different situations, alcohol and diabetes, or obesity. In both cases, patients can have no symptoms. In the United States, and in particular, Texas, the most common cause of liver disease in general is non-alcoholic fatty liver. Again, associated with overweight, obesity, and or diabetes. Additional risk factors include high cholesterol, high blood pressure, Hispanic ethnicity, and postmenopausal status. At Pinnacle Clinical Research, we offer a quick, non-invasive, ultrasound-based screening assessment called FibroScan. This test is done at no cost to you, and we do not take insurance. The test will measure the fat and stiffness in your liver and state your risk and development of fatty liver disease. You will meet with a provider immediately following your scan to go over your results. If you're interested in getting more information on your liver health, please call 210-982-0320 and schedule your FibroScan today. We are conveniently located in the Medical Center at 5109 Medical Drive.
3: Welcome back. Dr. Pinkston here with Dr. Anthony Capasso out in sunny Florida, I guess. You said it was raining a little bit, so I guess it's not so sunny right now, which is something we need for sure. But uh, we have been talking about feeding our mitochondria, which are the powerhouses of our cells and each and every one of our cells in our body that give us the energy to get up and get going or to burn fat, which is something we're all trying to do. So we talked a little bit about intermittent fasting, and then we kind of moved into carbohydrates a little bit, left off with that and I think people are you probably see this all the time too I think people are confused a little bit about carbohydrates most of the time and I hear this a thousand times a day well I started the keto diet and I lost a lot of weight and keto you know whatever that means to people is usually different but generally they will go either no carb or extremely low carb but if they do have a carb they'll have a little bit of pasta rice or a piece of bread not realizing that that's not the right type of carb so how do you talk to your patients about carbohydrates and the, you know, 10 to 15 minutes that you would have to, to get that huge subject across? <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: Not a problem. So carbs are important. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of completely eliminating carbohydrates. I think our body likes carbs at certain times and it doesn't like it at other times, right? Right. So you always have to look at the system first. If your system is such that you're already inflamed, you already have insulin resistance. Yeah any carbohydrate in your body is going to cause more problems because you're just turning on insulin and insulin is a hormone that takes sugar from your bloodstream. It allows the sugar to get put into your muscles in, the, in a storage form called glycogen. And it also takes the fats that you eat and stores them in fat. Right. So if you're insulin resistant, you have typically higher levels of insulin in your body. That's, you know, even when you're not eating the hormones telling you, Hey, store sugar in your muscles, right. store That's fat right. in your fat cells. Right. Um, so understanding that that system is is real important. But for carbohydrates, you know, um, our bodies don't like the same thing of anything. It likes changes. Right. And it likes it based on certain things. And um, one of the most important things for like improving mitochondria is having some form of a stress, whether it's exercise exercise. Um, and that helps to tell the body, hey, let's let's make more because our body's stress, it needs more.
2: Right.
1: Um, but if you get above a certain stress level, it can affect it. And when it comes to carbohydrates, it's kind of the same thing. If you wake up and you're, you know, you've got sleep apnea, you've got sleep issues, your insulin is and your cortisol may be high in the morning, that's going to affect it. So Morning time may not be the best time for carbohydrates, but if you do your exercise, actually mm-hmm. post-exercise is what I find to be the best. Right. So, um, you know, how do I, how do I look at carbohydrates? If you're really active, as we get older, we don't need as much carbohydrate, mm-hmm. but if you're active, the best time to refuel is 30 to 40 minutes post-exercise mm-hmm. with some carbohydrates and proteins. And the carbs actually will drive the proteins and those amino acids into the muscles for the repair. Okay. Um, and I've done this with a lot of my patients. We'll do fat, you know, we'll do the finger stick sugars in the morning time. Um, and then we'll I'll have them. Hey, let's do some low glycemic um, fruit like, you know, blueberries or strawberries. Right. Have some and then check your sugar an hour later. Let's see what it is. Lo and behold, it's a little higher than we want it to be, maybe 150, 160. Yeah. And then I said, OK, you know, the next morning what I want you to do is I want you to exercise, hold off on the fruit and then eat the fruit after your exercise and then check your blood sugar after. And lo and behold, it's down to, you know, under a hundred. So just that exercise itself can, you know, make the sugar get absorbed much better. So those levels aren't um, as high. And and the analogy I use is think of your muscles as a sponge after exercise. You know, the sponge is kind of contracted as soon as you put the sugar in, it just soaks up all that, you know, all those carbohydrates from your bloodstream.
3: That's a great analogy.
1: And, you know, what we find is, is that, if your sugar in your bloodstream stays high over time, it attaches mm-hmm. to proteins and these proteins change, they become pro-inflammatory. And one of the big markers that, that we check in our diabetics is called the A1C right. and hemoglobin's a, a molecule. It's a protein that floats through the bloodstream and the sugars attached to it. And it's kind of a marker of kind of how much sugarization is going on. Mm-hmm. So um, keeping those carbohydrates lower is important because um, the The mitochondria can clear themselves a little easier if it 's not overloaded. And once you burn those carbohydrates down, you're able to burn fat much more efficiently.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Well done. so that is, uh, you know, I usually tell my patients, if you can stay with your meals and your total over the day with your, you know, macros, those are proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, if you can stay kind of in the 20% area, but keep it with things like, like you said, low glycemic, and that's something else I can put on my website too about what the glycemic index is, but, you know, keep it with things that are not, you know, potatoes, corn, you know, carrots, uh, peas. Keys, breads pastas things like that but keep it more on the line of like you said the berries and vegetables and things that are much more complex their sugar's not so free to just hit the bloodstream as pure sugar and right. you know keep it with that you can still have your carbohydrates still fuel your brain and your energy when you need it like you say post exercise or you know in a in a busy day you're on your feet all day you know settle down late in the evening you know don't don't have quite so many focus more on on protein and and good sources of fat and then you know cut it off about that seven o'clock hour after you've had dinner and then, you know, drink your fluids, whatever you need. As you, as you go to sleep, go the next, you know, go to the next morning, get up, exercise, do it all over again. That is a great form of weight loss for people. And so I'm, thrilled to hear that you advocate and 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 do the same thing as you're definitely lead thought leader and all of that and that's wonderful to know so we have hit that two minute mark and i want to make sure that people know how to find you and any information that you know that uh, is important to find you do you have a website or a facebook or something that is uh people can sure. look for you
1: yeah so my website is thin t-h-i-n-m-d med spa.com Um, And you can leave a a message um, for the office or call us at 904-694-0992.
3: Wonderful. And uh, I know I will have all of that information again on my site at drpbetterlife.com. And that will uh, also take you to the, the, you know, for folks who are listening in San Antonio on radio, that will take you to the YouTube channel and all of the platforms for podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Speaker, whatever, uh, I Heart, uh, Radio, uh, all of the platforms are there. So you can find me at drpbetterlife.com and therefore find Dr. Anthony Capasso who, I am so thankful, joined me today. It is such a pleasure always to speak with you, and I'm honored to have you on. And I uh, hope, uh, hope you have a, a great day to finish off your week and go into the weekend. Anything fun? <laughs>
1: Um, probably going you know, to shoot some sporting clays this weekend. So,
3: there you go. <laughs> Whatever it takes, just get some rest, <laughs> enjoy it please. Yeah. But thank you. It's always a pleasure to just speak with you. Thank you.
1: You've been enjoying The Better Life with Dr. Marianne Pinkston. For more information, go to drp thebetterlife.com. That's d r p thebetterlife.com. And listen next week for The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston.